Sex isn't intimacy. Sex is pleasurable and becomes more pleasurable when you have intimacy. Not sold? Let's rethink love, relationships, and sex. Let me seduce you. You are listening to the linguist of love. Welcome to the erotic renaissance. Hello, and welcome to the erotic renaissance. I'm Meg Dele Torre, your linguist of love. I originally had an entirely different episode planned for today, but it felt more important than ever to come back to redefining intimacy and discussing in particular self-pleasure and intimacy with self. I think that intimacy with the self is often passed over as less important than being intimate with others. And that's why I want to make sure to cover it right now before we go any further into redefining intimacy, as I feel that it is most important to develop intimacy with the self before intimacy with others. I come to you with this after a lifetime of avoiding intimacy with myself and filling my time with other people because time alone felt scarier than time with a stranger. To give you a little outline for this episode, first, I'll give some context and answer the question of why building intimacy with self and self-pleasure is so important. I'll then discuss why this has been particularly difficult for me in the past before I revise our working definition of intimacy and prepare to offer it to our next guest for discussion. If you would like to connect with me, I have many ways to do so. You can find me on Instagram, OnlyFans, and now on Twitch at Linguist of Love. That's L-I-N-G-U. I-S-T of love. And if you'd like to join the conversation and be a part of virtual events, you can join my virtual communities for healing, romance, sensuality, kink, and taboo on my website, linguistoflove.com. Let's move into the episode. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the erotic renaissance. Let me seduce you. In episode three, I had Alexis from Raw Real Faces on erotic renaissance, and I offered her my new working definition of intimacy. I gave her the following definition. Intimacy is the exchange of energy between two or more people with the genuine intention of growing rapport, trust, and connection. By the end of the episode, I asked Alexis for some areas to rethink and revise she mentioned the words energy and intention. Since this episode, I have been ruminating or thinking deeply on these concepts and am prepared to bring some new insights to the discussion as well as a new definition. What I noticed my last definition lacked primarily was room for intimacy to be achieved with oneself. I see this lack as my own personal blind spot because I had a fear of being alone for so long. Since beginning the erotic renaissance, many listeners have joined me on this journey. So to give a brief explanation, 
I grew up in a family that was extreme in religious beliefs, which led to a lot of psychological and emotional trauma, along with physical, sexual, and emotional abuse and neglect. So I did not grow up with a safe place to learn how to develop intimacy with self or with others, especially with men. Because of this traumatic environment, I heard the negative and hurtful tones of my father more than my own voice in my head when I was alone. Because of this traumatic environment, I heard the negative and hurtful tones of my father more than my own voice in my head when I was alone. So I often avoided being alone in my thoughts. I made it through those early years through imaginary friends and my sister, who was really grounding for me because we could confirm that the abuse did indeed happen and that we didn't make it up like we were being told. Now that you have an image of what some of my home life looks like, I want to use this as a foundation to help you better understand the importance of intimacy with self. Because most of my early life was me living in fear of being hurt, yelled at, or psychologically tortured, by being told the truth was a lie and a lie was the truth, I didn't have space in my mind to get to know who I was. I spent most of my time repressing who I was because who I was as a human being was not acceptable to my father. Every move I made was a mistake. So I rejected the core parts of my identity early on, or I tried to. As a result of this repression, I was living my life for other people instead of for myself. I didn't know what I actually wanted, liked, or desired because I was only allowed to like, want, and desire what was acceptable to my father and the church I attended at the time. My life was a constant struggle of me showing me that it was okay to enjoy the books that I did, the activities, the sexual proclivities. If you follow me closely or know me in my personal life, you are probably very aware of how feminine I am, how I take great pleasure in perfume and jewelry and anything remotely of feminine energy. However, while growing up, I was forced to wash off perfume if I had it on or remove jewelry if I wore too much because my father disliked it. And it wasn't until 2020 that I began to finally feel safe enough to explore those things that I had been punished for enjoying early on, even if it is as simple as smelling like roses and jasmine. And this punishment was for every part of my identity. I was punished for wanting to become vegetarian, and for years, I attracted partners who were the same. I had a husband who refused to let me be pescatarian or vegan because it was too expensive. My mistake in all of this is truly my own naivety. I gave that all so happily and easily because I watched my own mother do that her whole life. When I say that I lived my entire life for other people. I mean that I sacrificed every ounce of myself to make others happy. And I learned from the best. 
My mother was praised for sacrificing everything for my father. So I believed that that was what I should do in order to be loved. The problem was that I wasn't aware of any of this. I am saying this in hindsight, a lot more healed and a lot more aware. Let's move to the year 2020. As we all were, I was thrown into my biggest fear. I spent so much time alone. And in my aloneness, I heard the voice of my father the most. And at the time, I wasn't seeing the boyfriend I was with for weeks at a time. We barely even talked. So this experience led me to get to know myself and my preferences. And to be honest, 2021 was another year of deciphering this more fully, because even by myself, I was setting my home up for others to visit instead of configuring it in a way that would please me, the person who lived there. And this example is the first important reason why developing intimacy with the self is so important. If you don't get to know yourself and what you enjoy, you're going to spend a lot of time doing things that you don't enjoy. You'll force yourself into doing that thing your friend wants to do instead of knowing in your heart what would bring you the most joy. And while compromise is great, you first need to know where you stand before you can make an appropriate compromise. Otherwise, you'll be unknowingly sacrificing your needs and wants without question. You'll especially have the opportunity to know what your values are and your beliefs and passions, and what is most important to you as you move through your life. And of course, you are human. So, those things that you love and enjoy will evolve over time. But, knowing who you are as a human being, and on a soulful level, helps you live a life that won't be full of regret. The second most important reason that I can see for building intimacy with yourself is that you will learn to understand how important that time alone, building intimacy with yourself, really is. You'll know what it feels like when you don't have enough of that time by yourself, so then you can ask your partner for that time and make adjustments. I often find that time alone recenters me to who I am. And I believe that our society pushes people to feel like they have to spend every moment with a partner or their kids or their friends or on social media. However, asking for alone time is an important part of the relationship you have with yourself. If you're in a relationship, date nights are important for building intimacy. If you have a family, having family nights are important for building intimacy. If you have friendships, having outings are important for building intimacy. If you have a job in a company, having team building activities and vacations are important for building intimacy and morale. How can you set appropriate boundaries in a relationship? 
when you haven't figured out what your boundaries are or how you feel about a particular situation, kink, etc. If you haven't had a threesome before, how will you know what feelings might come up and how to appropriately handle those feelings in a situation that might feel like a triggering experience? If you don't know who you are or love who you are, you will most likely be in a position where you lose yourself in a relationship. You are more likely to overlook behaviors that are in direct contrast to what will bring you joy and peace. You'll also be likely to give up things you might have enjoyed for keeping someone in your life and who you may continue to sacrifice little parts of you daily just to keep them. Thus, please spend time getting to know who you are. I don't say these things to strike fear, but rather, my hope in saying these things is to create a space in which you can feel more comfortable with the idea of taking yourself to see that movie you want to see, but no one will go with you. To go take the pottery or painting class or take the trip by yourself. Now that we have spent some time focusing on why building intimacy with yourself is so important, let's discuss self-pleasure. I want to discuss the immense amount of shame that I encountered very early on and then for most of my life around my sexuality. I am naturally a very sensual person, very romantic and dreamy, and I was fearful of being those parts of me because of how negative those characteristics were talked about during my upbringing. In particular, self-pleasure was shamed. Where I went to church, I was told repeatedly that I was cheating on my future husband if I self-pleasured. I would restrain myself from touching my body because I couldn't handle the guilt of my future husband finding me disgusting because I took pleasure in my own body before he could. Do you need me to say that again? I would restrain myself from touching my body because I could not handle the guilt of my future husband finding me disgusting because I took pleasure in my own body before he could. I was told I would be like a used piece of gum to a man if I self-pleasured. So to avoid this, I often hurt myself for even feeling the urge to touch and enjoy my own body in a sexual way. So much so that I now have developed a fetish around chastity, which I can get into in a separate episode. But with this daily driving shame, paired with listening to my brother get beaten with a belt over being caught looking at pornography, it really did feel emotionally like a life-and-death situation to dare to watch erotic art and self-pleasure. 
so that even when I did get away with it, the guilt caused me to abuse myself psychologically and emotionally. And that is why I am so joyful and excited to talk about and share my OnlyFans. It is me taking power of my own sexuality and body. I am not ashamed of it, but I tend to notice that others feel shame for me in the way they receive this information. And while it has been triggering to experience that, I see it as an opportunity to shine a light on the importance of destigmatizing sex and especially pleasure. With this new episode now drawing to a close, I would like to present the revised definition that I bring to you, my listeners, my community, society, and whomever my next guest will be. Intimacy is the result of exchanging energy either with self or others. Consistent effort towards building intimacy with self and close relationships will aid in bringing harmony to one's life and relationship network. Intimacy is best achieved when one exchanges energy with an intention to support, build rapport, and to negotiate common ground and understanding. I now invite you to please be a part of this conversation by connecting with me. This is a working definition, which means that it is currently in revision over the course of this year. While you can find me on Instagram at Linguist of Love, that's L-I-N-G-U-I-S-T of Love. The best way to be a part of social change alongside me is to join my virtual community through my site linguistoflove.com. It is there that I hope to provide a safe place for us to begin to destigmatize the uncomfortable and taboo by finding acceptance with others. Through my virtual communities, I give reflective prompts for self-development, love homework, and live love seminars, provide rotating exclusive series and host virtual events, aimed at building intimacy and facilitating safe sexual exploration. As I hope you can see from this episode, this is a passion of mine. It is my passion for you to feel safe to be whomever you are and to explore that person in a way that feels safe and comfortable. So much so that I had to rebuild everything from scratch after my life was turned upside down. In closing, I want to remind you that the me that is speaking now is broadcasting this episode far from who she was when she was 16 years old and was scared to admit that she enjoyed BDSM, was curious about and desired sexual pleasure, and studied erotic art like I would create it myself one day. I want to say thank you to anyone who has provided a safe space for me in the past to be the part of me that I can be today without fear. I am so proud of myself for loving who I am, kinks and fetishes involved. I am thankful and honored that you, 
my dear listener. Tune in and listen to me talk about the very things that I was punished for even desiring and considering. Thank you to my voyeurs who show me it is safe to be sensual and that it can be deeply rewarding to reclaim the sexuality that was closeted up for the fear that I would be beaten just for living as myself. And as I close up, it is my hope that this episode brings you to a space to reflect on intimacy with yourself. Here are a few questions for reflection, should you wish to reflect further on your own. Question 1. Do you know who you are? Have you gotten to know the minutia that makes you miraculous? Or the curves and edges that make you perfectly you? Question 2. What are your values, beliefs, and priorities in life? Question 3. Do you know how to take pleasure in caring for and nurturing your relationship with you? And question number four, if self-pleasure has been difficult for you, who or what has blocked you from taking pleasure in your own touch? Thank you so much for listening to episode 7 of the Erotic Renaissance. It has been an honor to share these parts of me with you today. I'm Meg de la Torre, your linguist of love. Let me seduce you.